Hello and welcome to the True North Canadian Football Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Leach CFL. I'm Taylor Curry, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor Curry SK. And I'm Carter Kennington. You can find me on Instagram at Carter Kennington and on Twitter at CJK underscore Carter. Awesome. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at True North CF Pod and True North Canadian Football Podcast on Facebook. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. So let's jump into the news. Alouettes have fired their defensive line coach, Todd Howard. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone have anything to say on that one? No? Uh, yeah, it was the on the news insiders today on the Third Down Nation. They said it probably came from higher up, like someone else was avoiding getting fired and blaming him, so he got fired. Oh, mm. okay. I mean, I was going to say, I was like, D-line? That's the problem? Really? I don't think so. Hey, this yeah, could yeah. be another, like, BC firing their O-line coach, and suddenly their O-line gets on track. Who knows? Yeah. Well, like, I didn't think that theirs was terrible. Well, Nick Usher's been pretty quiet, too. I was reading Three Downs' article, and they said he's been a bust, so maybe it's like, oh, mm. you know? We'll see, yeah. And then Elks offensive lineman David Beard enters COVID protocol. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> The Edmonton COVIDs are at it again. All right. Yep. So, <laughs> stamp safety Royce Mechie. Oh, his brother's going to be a first round pick in the NFL. He's out for the season with a bicep injury. That's so. And then, Cats placed the first overall CFL draft pick, tight end Jake Burke, on the injured list. Uh, dude hasn't even played a game. What is it with first overall picks that Hamilton has and they just don't play for them? I love it. And, and it's a curse sometimes. Yep, they got Mark Chapman. He dipped early. And Jake Burt, I didn't even know he was with the team. And well, now he's on the sixth game. The first thought that came to mind, too, was uh, Shamari Williams for the Rough Riders. Oh, yeah. Like I just say in CFL number one picks, like there's been some good O linemen and stuff picked, but then there's been some real misses. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. And then according to Three Down Nation, the Riders have also been the league's most injured team. So if you're a Rider fan looking for excuses, there you go. <laughs> I'll say I'll say I think a big portion of that is just like, yeah, at the beginning of the year, so all those guys have missed every single game. We had like a billion guys get Achilles injuries that one drill. I wonder if yeah. they're counting those. Oh yeah, no, they they, they they sure they have to be. Yeah, yeah I don't think are. the riders have been too banged up. Besides that, I it, mean, we're they... down to our backup and third string alignment to start the year. So I mean, but they yeah they count who's on the six game injured list and stuff like that, and though that's where those guys are. Oh, okay, then that makes sense. So let's get into. The first game of last week, and I should preface this by saying, as of the day of recording, a team mentioned here has played twice, so we will get into that first game of this week. Um, mm-hmm. And some of these did not age well. Hamilton absolutely embarrassed the Ottawa Red Blacks 24-7. Uh, some of our comments were free 
our boy Devontae Dedman and relegate Ottawa. How many <laughs> um, weeks till we see the duck? And thoughts on emergency quarterbacks. So all of those can be thrown out the window. Um... I, I mean, the thoughts on the emergency QB can definitely be talked about. But the rest of that aged like milk. So, Yeah, not good. Not good. Yeah, no, Carter, how do you feel about emergency quarterbacks? No, no. Like, it's just like, I wish we could dress three. I feel like it would just Same. be better. Same. Yeah. Because uh, people like to use the excuse that, oh, the NFL, you only dra- uh, dress two quarterbacks. But in the NFL, there's more of a split between passing and running plays, so the quarterback doesn't take as much of a beating, whereas in the CFL, there's significantly more passing plays, which means the quarterback has to face more pass rushing, which means the quarterback gets hit more and takes it takes more of a toll on his body. So usually that third quarterback doesn't play, but when two guys go down, it's definitely noticeable. And then Taylor, were you gonna say anything or Oh yeah, sorry. Um I just like I think it's necessary too. Like I don't see what's wrong with it, and uh, yeah, like it just there's going to be a situation. It might not be this year, but eventually, you know, there's going to be a game where both quarterbacks go down, and they're going to have to turn to a punter or somebody. Not every team's going to have a Nick Marshall where they kind of throw him in. So yeah. it's like the be interesting. It's like the Ryan Lankford situation. Dude's a kick returner, but surprise, he could also kick. There you go. And then, in a close one, Toronto defeated the Alouettes 30-27. to Now, MET, I believe, played this game. We had a pretty good game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, who do you choose right now between the two quarterbacks? Because both are kind of deserving. So, uh, I'm personally taking Moneybag McLeod Bethel Thompson all day and every day of the week if I'm them. Uh, I I like him better than Arbuckle. I think he's got more experience, and uh, I think I think he's actually got more of their wins this year than Arbuckle does. So yeah, like I I would roll with McLeod, but that yeah, that's me. Money bag time, baby. Um, no, I also agree. I think MBT right now because he was the quarterback who was on this game, right? I'm not yeah, being yeah. Dumb yet. Oh yeah, it's like why? Like at least as of right now, you got to stick with the guy who's getting your wins. True. Then, yeah. I think this is a situation where you just have to roll with who's on and who's not. So McLeod's got the hot hand right now, so roll with him. And then if he starts to not play very well, you have Nick Arbuckle there, who is probably going to be your quarterback of the future as opposed to McLeod. So see how that goes. And then another discussion point is charleston hughes as good as he used to be did the riders make the right decision so someone's basically asking is charleston hughes washed well i yeah i will say i wrote that question and uh you know just after watching his performance even he just doesn't seem like he's got it as much and he did record a sack in that game but like the quarterback was falling and he just happened to be the last guy to touch him so like to me, technically, he's only got one sack on the year. Like, it's just, it's not the Charleston we're used to seeing, especially with Saskatchewan, where he was getting, like, you know, 10 sacks or more. 
So, yeah, I just I don't think he's as good as he used to be. Even his tackles don't seem there. And, yeah, I'm just he not was impressed talking with him so too far. much trash on Twitter beforehand with all, oh, of, his, yeah. all yeah. of his different things and six God sacks and his, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just mm. think he I mean, forgot I about think... that guy, Father Time. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, think... Father Time's <laughs> undefeated, baby. I think we'll get back to uh I think we'll get back to it. Like I think he'll pick it up maybe like next year, but like this year it might just be a blip. Um but as of right now, yeah, it definitely looks like Sask made the right decision. Yeah, I think age might be catching up to Charleston a little bit, so see what he does next year if he chooses to play. And then if you're in Montreal, how do you solve your consistency issues? Yeah, that that's a tough one because I mean you can't make Vernon Adams throw the ball better, but he's got to be more consistent. Like he did almost have 400 yards, but he threw two interceptions and they didn't end up well for the team. And uh, I mean, the defense let 30 points up against them and uh, yeah, they just, you know, that's where I think like their defense has to step up a bit. They just don't seem like their backfield is uh, as good as they were thought to be. And then yeah, Vernon Adams has got to become more consistent. Um, Vernon Adams, I mean, I think he's pretty good consistently. Like, it's his mental thing. Like, Vernon Adams, like, your team beside you isn't garbage. Stop treating your team like they're garbage. Stop trying to be Superman. Like, oh. dude's getting chased backwards and he lobs one up, which is an easy <laughs> pick for a defender. Like, dude, what are you doing? Exactly. Yep. Like, you know, your team is good. Montreal had a real shot and they still do. Like, you know, they can make the East final. Hell, if they get, like, you know, they could, like, with an upset or two, they can make the cup. Yeah. But, like, oh, yeah, believe in, believe in the team. For me, there's definitely some consistency issues. Like, VA had a game where he had, like, an 80% completion percentage and then followed it up with a game where he had a 40-something completion percentage. So, it's definitely a bit of a roller coaster for him, but... I don't know, like, when he is on, he is elite, but when he is off, he is bad. So it's I just think he needs to work with the coach on how to go through his progressions, and like Carter said, you don't have to be Superman. Like, this team is good, you know? You don't have to make crazy plays, so. Yeah, and then Saskatchewan defeated BC on a last-second touchdown, and then rubbed it in after with a fumble return for a touchdown. So, what went wrong for B... Oh, wait, I didn't say the score. Sorry, 31-24. to 24. So what went wrong for BC? You know, uh, that was a tough... Like, I mean, that was a tough loss for them. It came right down to the wire, uh, not counting that touchdown there at the end, but... Uh, I think a really big problem there is that they can never get their run game going because their pass game, like, you know, they have some of the best receivers in the league, arguably, but they can never get their run game going. Like, looking at the stats, Mike Riley had 17 yards, James Butler had seven, and Shaq Cooper had negative two. That's the whole game. Like, that's that's not where you want to be at the end of the night. So that's something that they have to really work on. Um. So what went wrong for BC? This is a simpler thing for me. It's just their kicker had an absolute nightmare at the end of the game. Oh, that's oh, true yeah. too. Yeah. If 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 he hits the field goal, auto win. If he doesn't screw up the punt, it doesn't bury the game. 
but that one yard plunge turns into probably a 25 to 30 yard throw, which I'm not saying is impossible for Sask, but not nearly as likely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, that's just how it went. And it's a shame, but like that kicker is really who you got to look at after a game like that. Like, you know, you put up 24 points, you're holding Saskatchewan down to, we're going to do a quick mental thing, minus 14 from that as a 17. Yep, 17. So 17 to 24. And yeah, just, I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah, he did not play good. Both of you make very good points there. For me, yeah, the kicker with that shank punt. That was absolutely costly uh, for them. Sorry for interrupting. This is the last time you guys play each other, right? I think so. Ooh, we played Calgary three times as well. The bad. Lo- that's terrible, by the way. Three three weeks in a row, or whatever I think, or maybe there's a buy in yeah. there somewhere. But there's a buy like... in between two and three. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And then for like the next, it's like five weeks for us. We play Edmonton and BC only. It's so dumb. Yeah, I was just gonna say we play Montreal once, Edmonton twice, and then Hamilton. That's the rest of our year. Well, okay. While we're here, while we're talking about this, um, I was thinking about this right before we hit the record button. Week ten is a five-game week, and I <laughs> get it, but like, dog, doubleheader on Thanksgiving, make it important for everybody to watch. Like, why couldn't you guys have just? taken the Calgary at Saskatchewan game and put that where the like Toronto Hamilton game is because right now it's two Eastern teams playing in the first game and two Eastern teams playing in the second yeah for for me there is no reason to watch either of these games as a bomber fan because it literally means nothing to me besides crossover and the bombers probably aren't going to be the team (laughs) worrying about crossover true but you get to look at future Grey Cup opponents if you get that far yeah, but, but like that's uh, a good take though. You're so right on that though. Like, like why yeah, why would they do that? They oh, made and... some questionable scheduling decisions this well, year for sure. Like either Here's... either Edmonton at Winnipeg or Calgary at Saskatchewan, either of them slot them into one of those spots and you're golden. It, so I'm looking at this right. Week ten, Ottawa plays Toronto on Wednesday, and then Toronto plays in Hamilton on Monday. Yeah. It's on the CFL's website. Like so that's, weird. That's so messed up. Yeah. And then oh. we'll get to m- more of that in a minute here. <laughs> but we'll finish this segment. So, Ryder's offensive line, is it a concern going forward? Well, I mean, even for William Powell to go from a, you know, 100-plus yard game to 40 yards, and uh, Cody just was getting beat up back there from time to time, so... They definitely have to get a little more consistent on their front to protect that guy so uh, his head stays good, for sure. Yeah, oh, I man. mean... Uh, we're talking about the Riders O-line, right? Yep. Yeah. Sorry, my brain melted. I was looking at... Uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, I have a headache and I'm also getting really distracted. Um, but yeah, Riders O-line. How many times did he get sacked this game? I'm not sure, but he was under pressure pretty much every play. For the most part, I'll pull, I'll pull it up here. Yeah, like that's what I want to see first, but because before I'm accidentally saying something that is just very wrong, 
Oh, it looked bad. Like, uh, four times, at least. Four, four, it says four times, yeah. Four registered sacks. Yeah. Mm, you want to have... You want to have Fajardo being healthy. And, like, yeah, you don't peg him as somebody who's had injury troubles, but he's only been a starter for... This is his second year, and last year he went into the West Final with an oblique injury. Yeah. Well, and he, he got a concussion this year already. Like, a yeah, minor concussion, yeah. but it was still a concussion. Yeah. So... You know, I don't, while I like Fajardo, I don't think he's got the Mike Riley toughness to him. Yeah. For me, you got to stop using Brett Boyko as a tackle because he was brutal out there. Uh, I know it was funny because they were talking in the group chat. Someone's like, oh, he's having a fine game so far. And then he just got, he literally just fell down in front of a guy and got absolutely beat by, what's the guy's name? BC's best offensive line or defensive lineman. Uh oh god. Can't okay, think I'm, of him right now. I'm hitting the Google machine. You guys keep talking here. On a matchup. I'm trying to help out now and find it. Well, he's uh, gonna bother uh, me. He's got a weird name. He's new. Uh let's see. Positions. Tim Boner? No, <laughs> not Tim Bonner. Uh Obum yeah, Guatram. Obum Guatram. That's it. Oh yeah, can I, can I just say shout out to Obum Watchin because dude doesn't even have a picture or an account like our profile page on the CFL website, and yet he's on the top ten list for sacks. That's dope, man. That's wild. He's got one See, for BC, but for some reason man. they don't have his stats here. Wonderful CFL job, website. BC. Show up some respect. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if I go back to the, uh, if I go back here, is he on it? Um, no, I mean oh, I, I think. I think he I'm dropped out. Recap. Yeah. yeah, but end of story. Brett Boyko is a pylon. It just confirmed by this game. And then, so I ask you this: Was this the game of the year so far? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'd say yeah. So far, for sure. Like uh, it yeah. was the way. Just sorry, the way it ended with the touchdown. And the drive and the bad kick, like it was just so entertaining. Like my heart was pounding. It was such a great game. Yeah. The only thing that would have made it cooler was if that kick was good and they marched down the entire field. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, you can't have everything in a game. And I will say the only game I said this in a group chat, and maybe this is um Homer bias, but the only game that comes close in my opinion is the Calgary at Winnipeg game that happened earlier this year. But I think that would have oh, yeah. only that only would have been better if the kick actually went through in Calgary one as much as that would have stung me being at the game. But yeah, anyway, I feel uh, yeah. yeah, this this game, this game got me hyped and I am a neutral. You know, I want both teams to lose. But I yeah. was like I was freaking out. That was it was so sick. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, there's been a couple almost comebacks that have not been quite successful. The one I mentioned was the one where Montreal got it. On to the, they were one yard short of a touchdown w with time running out. Like that was, that was the closest feeling I had to this game. And it was, yeah, this game tops that for me. So, absolutely game of the year. Now, before we were ranting about extremely weird scheduling, let's get into some extremely weird scheduling with Tuesday night football. <laughs> How do we feel about? 
Tuesday Night Football. When are we getting the Tuesday Night Football song? Oh, such a dump, man. Like, I mean, for, for that game to turn out the way it did, I, it sucked that it was on a Tuesday night. Like, that would have been Facts. a great Friday night game. It makes me sad because I was watching the game and then I realized I have to go to work tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, it was just, oh, it's like, oh, wow, it's only Tuesday. Like, uh, yeah, it just, it's like, the NFL's got their Monday night. That's cool. But Tuesdays, I don't I, want that. I will, yeah. I will say, as a little personal note, it's nice because my work has given me tomorrow off. Uh, on the day we're recording, it's the 29th. Tomorrow is uh, National Day of Truth and Reconciliation. Oh, and that's so, nice. Yeah, yeah my, uh, my company has given everybody the day. Nice. Oh. And then for us, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like it because, again, it's... Most people are working the next day. so. What are you doing? And if you're that scared of the NFL, I get it. But why not just do in that case when the NFL starts two Friday games and two Saturday games and just keep it exactly. that way, you know? Rather Man, I like than double, having these I like double header nights. Like, yeah, everybody likes double headers, you know? And if you need to have the odd triple header on a Saturday, do it. Uh, they, I mean, they have. That's the weird thing. They look, exactly. They have, but I, I don't yeah. Get it. I don't or even the odd Sunday game. They used to have like sometimes they used to have one game on Sunday. Like that was okay. I think there are some the Sunday weekend. games still this week, or oh. not this week, but um, but this uh, season, yeah, this yeah. season, yeah. It's probably been a handful, but it's like if you're really that scared of the NFL, like don't put it on Tuesday, man. Come on. And then, in an absolute stunner, that. Literally nobody saw coming except maybe the most extreme red black homers. The Ottawa Red Blacks stunned the Edmonton Eskimos by somehow winning the game 34 <laughs> to 24. So let's Beat talk so about bad they took their old name. Yep. <laughs> oh, did I did I say Eskimos? Eskimos yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> They beat him. They beat him back into 2019. So there you go. So let's talk about Ottawa's starting quarterback, Caleb Evans, who, like, dude was awesome. So is he legit? Yeah, that's that's what uh, I mean. It's tough to say after one game, but uh, that was a hell of a start for. Like, I just looked. He's only 23 years old. First game in the CFL, and yeah, I mean, he his first drive, he had a touchdown. Second drive, had he, he had a touchdown. And uh, in the third or fourth quarter, he had another touchdown. Like, the whole team just seemed really different around him, and they played so well around him. So maybe there's going to be some controversy going ahead there, especially with Matt Nichols and Davis. I believe they headed to the six-game injured they list did. this week. They did. Yeah. They did, which was something so, that I, I was debating talking about in the CFL news thing, but I think it makes more sense to bring it up here. First of all, you know, hate to see injured people. Both of y'all get well soon. Second of all, yeah, Caleb Evans is ridiculous. I don't know if I'm going to say legit yet. He is really good. But one game does not a QB make. We've all, we know the story of John Jennings. Yep. So we'll see. But he has definitely earned at least two weeks. He could have an off game and still get the start the week after for sure. He gets yeah. two more games. Definitely at the very, very least. Yeah. I think Ottawa, if you're Ottawa, basically you're 
I'd leave Dom Davis and Matt Nichols on a six game and just have Caleb Evans and Duck Hodges fight it out for the rest of the year to see who no, your I will, future I will quarterback say, is. I will say Matt Nichols at at the very, very least, if you don't like him on the field, he is a great dude to have as like an actual mentor. Yeah, he can be a locker room yeah. guy for them. He is like he he created a club called the Five AM Club in Winnipeg, and it was just the quarterbacks, and they'd show up every day at five AM to go over film. Nice, yeah. And then someone else wrote this. What I'm not going to say that. What what is Edmonton's problem? Yeah, I I wrote that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I was just kind of looking at it, and we're talking about Caleb Evans and that's like, I mean, great that he had a great game, but that's bad for Edmonton to let a rookie throw three touchdowns on you like that. Like never played in the CFL before or anything. And he throws three touchdowns. And like, that was one of the first games too, where uh, Ottawa's running game was actually effective. Like Tim, yeah. Tim Fleet, he didn't have a billion yards, but he, he still was good. On... I think. Yeah. yeah. It might've been a receiving got, one, but like he got a, a slower year anyway. Yeah, so any exactly. touchdown he can get is good. But it was a good game. I so yeah, like he played a good game. So I think that's their problem, and they just look so inconsistent on defense. And uh, yeah, it's turnovers too. Sorry, I should say that too. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, what what can you do? Like, you know, they've got the roster. I saw on Twitter that they just don't look like it. They don't look like a team. Like they look like a group of pickup guys, you know. They, they look like bad. if they they look like if you were to grab some of the best people in the CFL and slap them together. But then yeah. again, you're having but you're not letting them practice together at all. And True. then you have them go up against actual teams who have practiced together. They're able to sort of see what they're doing. To be fair, they probably did not practice when they were out with COVID, so that could be part. Fair, of it. they might be they might be a little bit further back. But for me, it was. I really don't know. I think a lot of it was an excellent game script by Paul Lapolis and Ottawa's offense to get the run established because that's something they really haven't done all year. And I just don't think Edmonton knew what to expect from Caleb Evans because they would load up the box and then Caleb Evans would take him deep, you know? So it was just... And then when they did that oh it's a run to timmy for the flanders so it was just a good game plan by ottawa against the edmonton defense so i just i want to see more of caleb evans i want to see what he does now that there's film on him but for edmonton i just i think it's a combination of like you said kind of lack of cohesion slash practice and i think part of it's they're missing trevor harris and a good game plan by ottawa and then, mm -hmm. so let's go to the last discussion question. Who is the worst 2-5 team, Ottawa or Edmonton? Yeah, that's, I, I love that because that's, uh, you know, both teams have uh, not been good, but Edmonton's expectations were through the roof to start this year, like including with me. I thought they were going to be the best team in the West, but, I mean, they're the opposite now, and they've only put up 19 more points on offense than Ottawa has this year. And like that, that's saying something right there. So yeah, I just, uh, right now I might say Edmonton just because of how inconsistent they are. Like 
we know Ottawa's bad, but the fact that Edmonton's this bad no, and no one was kind of expecting this, I think that makes them worse. Yeah, I think like, because you would say, like, we, you know, we did off-season grades, and I'm pretty sure like everybody gave Ottawa an F and Edmonton an A. Let me, uh, here, let me go mm-hmm. to, uh, Let's go let me check. Go, uh, yeah, here, actually, uh, Jimmy, you talk, I'll look, uh, I'll look it up while you're chatting all right good deal so for me my answer depends on is trevor harris the quarterback because if trevor harris is the quarterback then i think edmonton is better but if he isn't there i think it's ottawa because keep in mind we've only seen ottawa's offense show up for one maybe two games and um, we were pretty uh we were pretty liberal with our grading system oh yeah Let's see this. Like we got uh for Ottawa, we got C plus for Jimmy, B minus for Taylor, B plus for myself. Oh. Uh, for Edmonton, we have B for Jimmy, B plus for Taylor, B plus for myself. Oh, all right. So that's actually not not too bad of a grade that we gave them. So that's all right. But but I guess like but like assuming where these teams had and what their potentials were, it's really bad that Edmonton is where they're at. True. But hey. Just losing key players will do that to you, and they don't have their starting quarterback. And again, I think they were starting to put it together, and then the COVID wave hit them, and I think that's put them back in a hole. And I just, I think you got to chalk this one up to bad luck for Edmonton season wise. Because it's not like they don't have the talent, right? Like the talent's there. You know, it's just exactly they haven't why, put it together. But why is it? But why isn't it? You know, you got the best running back, uh, one of the best quarterbacks, some of the best receivers, and I mean their O line's inconsistent. But that defense even was supposed to have some really big names on it, and I mean they just got Derek Moncrief, so he'll take some time to do really good. But yeah, it just it's really weird that they're not working out. Like you see it working on other teams, like even BC. You know, they're they had a slow start, but they've really pulled it together lately. Yeah, it's just teams are starting to mesh, and Edmonton is behind them, I think. That's a huge fault, so. Again, that's what I chalk it up to, but again, we'll see. And then, our power rankings, I don't think they accurately reflect. These these will be, I was thinking about this, we didn't talk about it before, but I'm voting that we keep them as is, because these should reflect how it was before the Tuesday game. All right, fair yeah. enough. We fair can, enough. We can put Edmonton at the bottom next week. We will. Yep, we will. <laughs> yep, we will Edmonton's going into, on the bottom. We will put that into perspective next week. These are from the week eight games. I think the only other team that has been in the bottom is Edmonton. So yes, that it's literally yes. never been any other team. <laughs> yeah. So at number one, I have Winnipeg. Number two, I have Saskatchewan. Three, BC. Toronto, four. Montreal 5, Hamilton 6, Edmonton 7th, Calgary 8th, and Ottawa in the basement. Okay, I'm going to kind of contradict myself here on a point I'm going to make, but I got Winnipeg 1, Sask 2, Toronto 3, and BC 4, and I have that that way because uh, BC has beaten Ottawa twice. So take away two of their wins against Ottawa, who hasn't been able to beat anyone but Edmonton. Uh, I don't think they're as good as Toronto right now. So then I got Hamilton, Montreal, Edmonton, Calgary, and Ottawa. But uh, yeah, that'll change next week. Okay. 
Um, I've got Winnipeg, Sask. I've got BC in three. And the reason why I have BC in three is obviously you can't have them above Sask, but they got fingertips away. And the score doesn't properly reflect that. Um, That's fair. Then I have Toronto, but I get where you're coming from too. But anyway, Toronto at four, Hamilton five, Montreal six, Edmonton seven, Calgary eight, Ottawa in ninth. So good job, Calgary. You get to move up just because the other teams are bad. <laughs> yeah. It's... All right. So you can you can judge for yourself how accurate those are. We'll see. And then we're gonna do something different for fantasy just because I wasn't able to prepare our fantasy document like I normally do because I have midterms. So that's gonna be a thing for this week, maybe a couple more. So we're just gonna go through uh the different individual positions and tell you who we like for their price. So, for me, I'm looking at this. Zach Kalaros for 8K is pretty good. Yeah, Zach Kalaros for 8K, mm-hmm. that's a good pick. I got David Watford in my lineup for 6926 that's, that's what I'm going with, too. I think I saw somebody put Sean McGuire in there. I respect it. I, respect uh, I had it. Uh, See, I put Taylor Cornelius in this week, and he, he actually had 22 and a half I mean, points. Yeah. So he didn't uh, put up good points. And then. Michael Riley has been my guy for a couple weeks. I'm switching it up this week, but uh, I can't. I might go with him. He's almost 12k, but stick with what got you to the dance, I guess. And then I don't. I think that's it, really. I don't see anybody else there that I really am too enamored with. No, not really. And then let's jump into the running backs. Uh, is steroid no. man a good pick at 10k? Um, I don't like any player at 10k. Fair enough. I've got James Wilder uh in my lineup at just above 9600. He did okay, so I mean that wasn't a bad pick. I've got mm-hmm. uh I've got the combo of uh of Powell and Standback. Nice. Oh, nice. I, I got Standback my, too. He should play good. I redid my whole lineup to get Standback and Wilder in there. So. Stand back at 8,700 is a good pick. I think Powell's a good pick. Team carry, I don't know. I don't think Carter wants to bark up that tree again. Uh, no. <laughs> Get me out of there. He's going to have a I've, bounce back week. He's my lock. I've, it's like, all right, I've, bro. Yeah, I've, I've gone to the well one too many times <laughs> with that. So, Yep. Sean Thomas Earlington against Montreal. I don't think that's a bad pick at uh, 5,200. Shaq Cooper, no. Uh, I think that's really it for me. Yeah. And then let's jump into the receivers here. Raylan Addison is supposedly healthy, but he's over 10K still, so no. Yep. Um, Kamar Jordan, not against Saskatchewan. See. Uh, I mean, Lucky Whitehead yeah. always, always seems to find the end zone. Yep. Want, Nick, maybe want some revenge. Nick Dembski's he... been sneaky good. So at seventy eight hundred, like he might be worth picking up. The entire Bombers receiving core, honestly, because like Darvin Adams made has made it into the end zone. I think in like the past three games. That's I have Darvin Adams in my lineup. Yeah, seventy two hundred. I've got Lawler. I've got Katoy, just because I, I like Katoy. And then I've got See. um I've got Schaefenbake. Good call. Yeah, same. I had a really bad pick this week. I thought Edmonton, like everyone else, would do good against Ottawa, so I picked Mike Jones, and he had zero receptions, zero yards, zero touchdowns. So that was horrible. 
<laughs> I feel that, man. Nate Bahar hardly did anything for me. Let me see. Did he even get a point? No. He, he's been steady, consistent, and I picked him. Like, okay, maybe he'll do something, but he wasn't even past two, so screw that. Uh, I got zero <laughs> on that. And then, let's see, who else is here? I think Quan Bray, he'd be a good pick. 6,700. No. no, don't hit the Quan, man. Thought we learned that mistake. No way. Really? Past past three weeks, he's been over ten points a game. True, but dude, like, got hurt like last second and screwed a whole bunch of people too. If you're looking if you're looking to go for a wide receiver, that's pretty All cheap. Right. Um, if you're going for someone like around a little less than five k range, I always my well that I go to is Jalen Acklin or Rasheed Bailey. An interesting. Yeah, one. yeah. Rasheed Bailey's a good pick. He's. Zach Caleros likes going to Rashid Bailey. Like, yeah, he had a couple down weeks, but for most of the season, like he's been playing really well. It might not be touchdowns. If it's not touchdowns, it's yards. You know who I'm gonna take as soon as they put him in, though. As soon as Naaman Roosevelt gets it, he's probably gonna be severely underpriced. True. When is he coming back? That's true. <laughs> Damn. I mean, probably when a receiver starts to slack. They did it with Whitehead because Whitehead started to underperform, and they immediately put Janarian Grant in there. Your your depth chart will come out tomorrow, so I guess we'll find out if uh, like I just wonder if there's been any injuries, and he'll be substituting in for somebody. Hopefully, so, I mean I I don't understand why you don't even have him like on the field at all. Yeah. Oh, Rashid Bailey was full practice. Like and, if you don't no, if you don't want yeah. him like if you don't want him starting because our team is doing good, that makes sense. But surely he's got to be doing better than some like third string. Yeah, and I've got a uh, Tim White and Shafenbake. You can get. Shave and bake for just under thirty six hundred, and Tim White at just under forty one hundred. Well, that was the other one I was gonna. How much is uh, Ricardo Lewis? He is a value pick, twenty five hundred. So yeah, he that, might that be could worth be a taking. good pick. Yeah, uh, if that connection with him and Cody starts working, that could be paid to pay off pretty well. James's teammate had a huge game for Calgary. He's also a value pick. I'm not gonna attempt to pronounce that last name, but his first name is Luther. At twenty five hundred, uh, <laughs> highly recommend. What? Sorry, uh, which team? Calgary. He's with Calgary. He's one of James's okay. teammates. <laughs> James is gonna get mad because we didn't say his name. But James, bro, if you if you didn't know him, good luck saying that last name. And then Keon ha- Keon Hatcher might be a guy you look at as a bounce back player if you're looking at value here. Shy Ross has been good in the past. Oh, he had a huge game, though. He had two touchdowns in that game against Ottawa, so there you go. He He's a guy I maybe look at next week. Um. Okay, so last last thing I want to talk about, I don't know if we've mentioned defenses at all. We have not touched defense yet. Is this a week where you go for it? With Saskatchewan or Winnipeg? Is that what you're saying? Ooh. Yeah. Because I mean, like if Bo can, if Bo keeps it up the way he's playing, Sask should have a good game against them. Yeah. And ideally, with Winnipeg being the best defense and the best team in the league, they should play pretty good against BC and get some good stats. I here's the thing. I think Winnipeg is not as strong of a pick as Saskatchewan this week, because I think Winnipeg's defense, um, they might keep BC's stats low. But I don't know, like they, it's it's a weird thing that I've been seeing where Winnipeg does really good on defense, but just because they're not getting a lot of like they don't have like the crazy pick sixes, 
they usually don't have that kind of stuff. It's normally just like a fuck ton of, excuse me, <laughs> edit, a ton of um, two and outs. So their numbers just stay low because they don't really factor those in a lot. Well, let me just say, though, uh, they've only went under 10 points one week this year, and that was against Calgary. Make Every a... other week has been like, I mean, last week when they played was 23 points. And then, yeah, like no other time they've, they haven't been under 10 points. So, yeah. uh, Jimmy, make a note of what time it was in the recording where I said that. Oh, <laughs> just God. mark down the current time. I got no idea. I'll just tell Brandon it's during our fantasy put... segment. So there we go. Towards the end of it. Towards the end Defense. of it. We'll move on. Okay. And then we'll do our pickums, I guess. Yeah. I am 10 and 15. So about as good as the CFL experts. Not as good as you guys, though. So there we go. Okay, but I mean, that's a solid <laughs> benchmark to hit. Yep. And then oh, I, have a, I, have I should also life. mention that we all took an extra L because all of us would have picked Edmonton to beat Ottawa, but for some reason they didn't come through. So uh, the rest of my pick is going to be I got Winnipeg beating BC. I got Montreal beating Hamilton and Saskatchewan beating a rusty Calgary. Uh yeah, well we're only a little different this week. Well, I'm a uh, thirteen and twelve, so I'm just on the brink of five hundred here. Uh, looking really bad. Uh, but I'm taking BC over Winnipeg this week, just because I think Winnipeg's won like uh, three or four in a row. I've almost done row. that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know they've had a bye week. They're on the road this week, so just for the riders' sake too, I hope BC wins. And then uh, I think. Montreal will beat Hamilton, but that's a really tough call. And then I think Saskatchewan will uh, beat a rusty Calgary team. Um, I think that uh, I've got Winnipeg because I will say props to BC. They make BC place a really hard place to win at, but I think Winnipeg gets it done. Um, Hamilton, I'm well, Hamilton versus Montreal. I'm going Hamilton. I think Vernon Adams possibly has another misc call like or a judgment call that uh yeah allows hamilton to snag that and then yeah i can't see calgary winning but stranger things have happened this week so but right now going in saskatchewan <laughs> good call and then let's jump into our game time cues so we got winnipeg at bc will we see another close one like the sas game or will winnipeg dominate C in this one um, I think it's going to be a close game, personally. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think the road factor, the week off, it hasn't worked uh, well for other teams yet this year, so I think it's going to stick that way, and uh, BC snags out a win. Um, I think that this game is going to have a... I Honestly, this is the game, I'd honestly say, would be the most like a coin flip. Uh, in like Over top of the Montreal-Hamilton one. Um, I think that whichever team wins this game, it's going to come down to less than 10 points for a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see I don't see Winnipeg dominating, but I do see them squeaking a win out in BC place. And then yeah, for me, I almost picked BC because they were this close to beating Sask, but so yeah, I just I think this one's gonna come down the wire as well. And then let's do Montreal at Hamilton. Which VA do we see this week? Well, uh, since I picked Montreal, I'm really hoping we see the good VA, but uh, 
I'm hearing a lot of doubt also. Like, I, I just, I think there's a lot of, uh, I don't know. That's going to be tough. I really hope we see the good VA this week because uh, I want to stay above 500. <laughs> I, I, I hope to see the good VA. I just don't think we'll get it. I think we all want to see the good VA. Oh, it, man. The CFL is better when we see a good VA. Facts. Yeah. I just. Yeah, like, it, it's entertaining to watch them when he they're He is on. one of the most fun players in the league to watch. True. Oh, yeah. I'm just so, I'm really tempted to go for saying bad VA, but I don't know. I think we'll see a meh VA. I don't think we'll see a bad VA. I don't think we'll see a great VA. I think we'll see a meh VA. So there we go. And then Sask at Calgary. Does Bo return to form? Uh, I don't think against Saskatchewan. Uh. This is going to be tough because they play them three times in a row. So, like, I think Saskatchewan will lose one of those games, but uh, I don't think this is that game. So, yeah, I think Bo's a bit rusty in this one. Yeah, no, I think after, I think if there's a game that Calgary's going to win, I think it's going to be the middle one. Um, and yeah, I think Saskatchewan, because like I think Bo will learn from playing Saskatchewan once, but I think that Saskatchewan will be too tricky for him to uh, to handle straight on in one week. I think Bo is going to be dust in this game, and I can say that because James is saying he's washed and he's our resident Stamps fan. <laughs> so, Fair. for me, I think he's... I don't want to call him washed, but I think he's, I don't know, not himself. So, I think I, he has a bad game, and then he has another bad game the second week, and we see Jake Mayer at halftime. Well, that's like Dave Dickinson has some really tough choices coming up if it continues the way it does, because he's going to have to like if Bo has another bad game or two here, he's going to have to pull him no matter like pretty much no matter what happens, because Jake Mayer has proven that he can still play and he actually got at least one win so far. True. And then, yeah, but I don't know what to do with Bo. I would just go with Jake Mayer because he's the hot hand, but it's Bo. So it's like, oh, man, you want to do that, man, you know? You're supposed to be the best in the league. Yeah. You should have taken that contract with the Vikings. I said it a while ago, and someone said it in our group chat today. So, I mean, they're right. You should have taken that NFL money, but here we are. And then let's finish with our COVID activities. I finally managed to finish Lucifer, which was a recommendation Moist. by Carter, which I um, actually have to finish it. I have taken dude, a severe break from watching it is, those. It is such a good finale. Like it's up there with some of the better ones like Mash and Fresh Prince. Like definitely in terms of how it wraps things up, it's really good. And then I have found another show to watch, but I'm not gonna spoil it because it's gonna be one of my COVID activities, so and then I am, in the coming days, doing the, uh, obviously when I'm not studying for the midterms, so like late at night, I'll be doing the World War Three Alpha Test, which, if you don't know what that game is, it's another kind of modern first-person shooter that uh, first came out into alpha testing a few years ago, but they kind of took a hiatus to go and work things out, and they're relaunching it, so the beta is tomorrow through, I think, August 5th. So it wraps up right around when that Battlefield beta is coming out. So it'll be nice to transition from this to 2042 and compare the two. Mm. Nice. 
Well, uh, for my activities, I'm going to say Venom 2 because I'm going tomorrow. I already, uh, already bought my tickets. Uh, super excited to go. I had to wait like outside. They didn't even unlock the theater. It was uh, another story for another time. But uh, yeah, going to be excited about that one. Um, and uh, I streamed Free Guy the other day. And then it popped up on Disney Plus for free the other day. So that was nice. So uh, if you haven't seen that movie, highly recommend it. Ryan Reynolds does really good. And the... The action and the comedy and stuff, it all works. It's a very good movie. And uh, what if's been happening? And uh, have you guys seen the latest episode? Well, Carter, have you? Um, the newest what if episode? Uh, which yeah. one is that? Uh, what if Ultron? Or no. like, what if? Okay. So I watched the Thor one. That was the okay. last one. So I won't say anything, but this episode was 100 times better than last episode. Oh. And uh, yeah, like you'll you'll really enjoy this one. So, I will uh, say we yeah. needed a we needed a jokey episode after yeah. oh, the past for sure. like for the Thor one. We needed a joke episode after like the past couple. Oh, yeah, okay. everyone just dies and all you know. Uber well, espresso. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it's a, a great show. So if you haven't watched it, watch it. You got a lot of catching um, up on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, they got yeah, thirty one projects uh... in the work. Like. Gotta keep up. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty lucky though. In terms of like the outdated stuff that I need to watch, it's just um it's Captain America, Loki, and then I can like watch um Black Widow and uh and Shang Chi. I haven't seen Shang Chi yet, but I've seen all those other ones. Shang Chi comes to Disney Plus November twelfth. Just so you know. All right, Ooh. so I'll probably be I'll done probably most of my just, midterms by then. <laughs> we'll see. I'll probably just be uh probably just be watching it when it goes there then. But um, uh, if you don't, uh, if you haven't like watched the MCU or a lot of it, and you want to get into it, there's actually a little tab on Disney Plus that has the entire MCU in chronological order. That's my favorite yeah. thing to look at. Yeah, True. yeah. My the way that I watched it because I um I watched from Iron Man to Endgame like straight yep. through, like because I hadn't like the only movies I had seen was Iron Man one and Avengers one. Did you oh, see the really it. old Hulk movie that was supposed I to did start not. everything? I did oh, not. I well, saw that one when there. I was a kid. The, yeah, it's the not Hulk there. movie. <laughs> the Hulk movie wasn't supposed to start it. It was the second one. It, like Iron Man was the original. Yeah. Um, but oh, Hulk, Hulk was Hulk was supposed to sort of imply that there would be a connecting branch of things. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, Tony Stark was at the end of the Hulk yeah. movie. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, for me, I've been. Uh, I actually just started today, uh, watching with my girlfriend the Brooklyn Nine Nine final season. We got three episodes in, I want to say. And uh, yeah, we were just watching it over like a Netflix party. So, you know, she's in Winnipeg. I'm in Portage and we're watching it together. So it's been nice. fun. And then I believe that wraps up the show. Thank you for listening. Again, you can find us on social media at True North CF Pod and True North Canadian Football Podcast on Facebook. You can also listen to the show on Apple Podcast. YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud. I have been your host, Jimmy Leach, for the True North Stadium Football Podcast, signing off.